The following podcast may contain inappropriate language, sexual content, and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. show what episode is it i don't know uh we haven't done a show i think since the writers went on strike this is a wga podcast we're crossing the picket line <laughs> there's strike errs right outside my apartment yes they're it's... like cut it out scab yeah <laughs> if you're your own boss can you cross the picket line uh you know you'll have to ask ryan murphy that question <laughs> Uh, that guy oh. allegedly is forcing his crew to cross the picket line or uh, threatening to blacklist them. And a strike captain is being sued for daring to talk about this out loud. So we say he allegedly said these things. Ah, what a bastard, allegedly. What I can tell you is that I was called and asked to work on a Ryan Murphy job and said, we need you to cross the picket line. The whole crew is doing it. I said, that sure is an interesting thing to hear from a fellow (laughs) union member. Why would you ask me to do this? Yeah. If everyone else jumped off a bridge, would you do it? I said no. And then I scabbed it up upstate. (laughs) But uh, the difference was I didn't have a line to cross. If there's no line, you're not a scab. (laughs) That's how the contracts are written, which sort of, uh, yeah, kind of makes sense. Very civil. Yeah, it it is really interesting. I, I, people were asking me how the unions work on Twitter. So I don't think it's totally crazy to talk about this. Uh, If there is no line, when you get there, you're, totally like you're expected to go to work if you do not go to work that is considered a work stoppage and your union can get in trouble because that is a breach of contract Mm. if there is a picket line when it gets there and there's definitions of what constitutes the picket line i think it's at least two picketers of the people from that union that's on strike i don't know the exact definition but that's what i've heard uh, then it is up to each individual person whether they want to cross. They cannot force you to cross, uh, but like you're not. I don't. Most people don't. Mm. Um, right, best not to fuck around and find out. If it forms after you get to work and you're already in there, that does not turn you into a scab. Uh, and actually, this was an issue that came up on a set here. If you willingly go to the other side once you're already in, that can also be considered a work stoppage. Ooh. And now you are in breach of contract. And so what productions will do is they'll decide, well, lunch is now on the set. <laughs> anyway, this is Gonzo.moe. It's an anime podcast. Why is anime so popular? Because it's non-union. Fucking terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember when we did our last show. I know that it was about halfway through the spring season. 
But mm-hmm. I do know you just posted it. So, you know, for people who are listening, like, you know, we've already been back, quote unquote. Yeah. I forgot that we did the podcast. Uh, I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed from running Anime Lockdown that I kind of just willfully enjoyed the break and just let it wash over me. And now I'm at the point where I'm just being lazy. I just took a three hour nap while watching Dragon Ball. Yeah, man. Like OG Dragon Ball? Yeah. I watched Dragon Ball Z. I do this thing where I just put it on in the background and kind of listen to it and call it a watch. (laughs) Um, But because I have ADHD, I soak in a lot more than you probably think. My God, the Majin Buu saga is so fucking long. It like blew my mind. It's got to be like 80 episodes. And I looked it up. That takes place within about two days. <laughs> uh, Dragon Ball is much better paced, but it's also meaner, which is really so? interesting. Goku kills a few people. I mean, yeah, but they're like terrorists. Sure, but he doesn't kill people in Dragon Ball Z. Like, he asked for Boo to come back. Well, yeah, because by that point, he, he understood the value of life. And he's like, you know what? Nah, we're, I'll, just, I'll just beat you up and tell you to stop it. It's because he got his dick wet. <laughs> yes. That'll change a motherfucker. Yeah, very much so, you know? Uh, anyway, what has changed? Uh Noel and Kyle are still here. How are you two doing? Noel, you may have done stand up yesterday. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't follow your threads. <laughs> uh yeah, I've been doing some stand up. I also uh I am waging war against uh GameStop. Nice. Cuz they don't have uh the newest Trails game like anywhere on Long Island. It's the craziest shit. That's a Long Island, too. Right. And it's like, granted, I didn't know the game was coming out last week, so I did not pre-order it. But at the same time, like, come on, guys, you couldn't get a few in? I'm sure if I came in for, like, Elden Blood Ring of the the Scrolls Born, I'd, I'd be able to buy five copies of that. You just get get a Naruto shot glass and call it a Exactly, day. yeah. If I wanted to get a Naruto shot glass, they'd practically throw it at me. Or, or the <laughs> Jujiko Mine figure. These are all things that are only funny if you follow me on Twitter. Yeah. If I wanted, like, a, a Funko Pop of the, the dead guy from, I don't know, Ash versus the Evil Dead, they'd bury me in them. My favorite thing about Funko Pops is that they have the, like, child-sized ones. <laughs> the GameStop in Union Square has an All Might Funko Pop that is larger than many dogs. And I just... Like, who's buying that? I also realized Maniacs. that out of context, Jujiko Mine sounds racist. Uh, that's not what it is supposed to be. They misspelled Fujiko with a J. At the GameStop, and I thought it was really funny. <laughs> uh, Kyle, what's up? Yeah, just uh, trying to avoid all the bad movies that keep on getting thrown my way by various people in my, I know in real life. Uh, like what kind of movies? 
just I don't know. I just been on. A, I was on a bad streak for a week where I was just, just like pure shit. Uh, and H one was worse than the last somehow. And uh, <laughs> you know, it was it was a journey. Uh, I do uh, not need to see Indiana Jones ever again. You know, I can tell you, uh, Terrifier two. That one you can leave it on red. <laughs> Actually, not on red. You don't want to read that one. Uh, so speaking uh, I, of movies and and how much of a big anime nerd we all are uh gonna go see barbie no i went to see uh creed 3 and like the scott stap doc no i'm kidding <laughs> uh yeah that does have anime in it yeah um, there's i forget his name is it michael b jordan yeah he said he like watched one piece and hajime no Ippo for that or very much so but yeah so the opening scene is like a flashback to uh 2002 los angeles and it's him like sneaking out of his house to like meet up with his his homeboy to go to a golden gloves boxing event and you get you see inside like his childhood room and it's like all anime posters and gunpla and the anime fan in me is just like this is 2002 (laughs) yeah you wouldn't have any of that you wouldn't no 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 it you could have anime shit, but like some of it doesn't make sense. Like it's 2002 and there's a Naruto poster, but it's like Naruto Shippuden. <laughs> and then it's like a, a gun club, but it's like, it's not like any of the wing guys. It's like a sh- Gundam seed and not even like main Gundam seed. It's like a stray red frame, which Right, show me your Harumi Suzumiya uh, poster, right? The, I feel like even Haruhi would be pretty... Haruhi came out in 2007. Yeah, that's even that's like... <laughs> oh my god, that sends me. Right, It might have been 2008. I know it was around the time that Gurren Lagan came out, which I'm pretty sure is 20 years old. No, it's almost 20. It was 15, that's what yeah, I think. Yeah, 15, that's what they're doing that uh, special screening stuff for, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we are old, it turns out. Uh, If you... I don't remember what episode of Bob's Burgers it was, but there's a Massinger in the background of one of the scenes. Really? Pretty cool. It probably happens more than once, but in one of the kids' rooms, there's like a Massinger. I mean, it's not literally Massinger, but you can tell that that's what it's inspired by. Burgers. So, I... You got to look at that right now. Yes, very much so. <laughs> I updated the website. Not that anybody goes to it. Not that we post anything. But I had a nervous breakdown and was like, there's too many things to click on. So I got rid of all of it. And now it looks like a website from 2002. Yeah, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It, it's just very, you know, it's like there's no pictures right now. It seems to be mostly text. Yes, that was intentional. I was having a nervous breakdown as I said uh the idea was that i was going to start writing more and i wanted to do small blurbs but i just haven't done it yet Uh, i was watching so much anime that i just didn't have time to write Uh, i saw a what do you call like an infographic of every chapter of one piece i don't know if this made it to either of your timelines uh, but it was a color-coded thing that for every chapter it like broke it down by arc and like sub arcs. Hmm. It was really interesting. It it put things into perspective. 
because when you look at it, you're like, oh, One Piece isn't as long as I thought. And then you no. have to remind yourself, like, wow, this is like, what, 20, 30 years of somebody's life. <laughs> right. But it really does. It tricks you into thinking like, oh, yeah, I could do that in a weekend. I mean, you could probably do the manga in a weekend. You sure as hell couldn't do the anime. Yeah, I mean, if you really, like, pushed yourself, you could probably read a thousand chapters pretty quick. Uh, Not as fast as I thought. Uh, So I refuse to give K-Manga money. K-Manga is the... Good job. Is it Kodansha or Katakawa? No, it's Kodansha. Kodansha. It's their app that I think that we talked about on the last podcast. Uh, Yeah, we talked about how the name is misleading because it makes you think of Korean manga and not Kodansha. So they charge per chapter. uh, And I think it's like a rent per chapter thing. Yes. I I don't know offhand what the amount is. It's probably like a dollar or two, hopefully not much more than that. But I wanted to read Eden Zero because the new season just came out. And that's just what I was feeling. I really like Eden Zero. It's Hiro Mashima. Yeah, that's like Hiro Mashima's like space epic, right? Yeah, it's space one piece. (laughs) Uh, He also did Fairy Tale. It's really interesting how Eden Zero is like not really popular at all. And I don't know what that's about. I think it may have something to do with it originally being simul pubbed on Crunchyroll manga, which most people have to be reminded exists. I mean, it might just be uh, just a case of people are, are kind of done with Mashima. They might just be like burned out on what he does. Uh, because I know a lot of people loved uh, Groove Adventure Rave, Rave Master, and a lot of people like Fairy Tale. And did a lot of people love Rave Master? I, I did. feel like you did. I feel like for the time at that a lot time, of people on a this lot podcast. of podcast. <laughs> I feel like at that time, at like that two thousand three four era, like when there were probably like a dozen manga on the shelf. Yeah, and well, Rave Master was it. one of them. Yeah, I feel like it was popular considering that. Yeah, Eden Zero is interesting. Uh, as somebody that didn't follow all of Fairy Tale, I could see if I had just read it's Fairy Tale is almost seventy volumes, which is wild to me. Yeah, and then I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of spinoffs too. Yes, there's a handful of spin-offs. They're not all written or they they're not all drawn by Mashima, but I think they're all written by him. I'm not really sure. Mm. I know that he's not like the main guy on all of them. Uh but so I uh, Eden Zero, I like it. The first season was on Netflix. The second season is like hidden on Crunchyroll. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's just like, because Netflix decided they didn't want to do the second season, and then some like French company bought the worldwide rights to it. Mm. It sounds like I'm making it all up. <laughs> uh, and then they're like sub-licensing it to Crunchyroll, and they're not dubbing it. Uh, and so it's just like, you know, in the corner next to the Abunai Sisters anime. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, uh, I forgot that was still on Crunchyroll. So I don't think it is anymore. <laughs> so I wanted to I wanted to read the manga. Uh, it got taken off of mine and your friend Evan Mento's service Azuki. Oh man! Uh, and I didn't want to pay you know, a dollar a chapter or whatever nonsense it was. So I bought all of the Eden Zero manga on eBay. This is the long story short. TLDR, I bought all of Eden Zero. It's only like 23 volumes so far. Uh, and I got 20 volumes for like 120 bucks. How did it come to you? Did it come in like a big old box? A smaller box than you would think. Really? 20 volumes of manga sounds like... This is like the One Piece thing. Mm-hmm. It sounds like more manga than it is. Now, that's a lot of money if you bought them all new. It'd be like, you know, probably 250 300 bucks, depending on which manga they are. But that's only like two big handfuls of manga. <laughs> um, anyway, that's what I've been doing with a lot of my time is reading the Edens. And what's funny is buying all of them was cheaper than renting all of the chapters. So <laughs> That's insane. Take that. Now over time, obviously, it's going to be impossible to keep that going. Yeah. You know, if it goes for 60 volumes. But as it currently stands, it was cheaper for me to buy every uh, physical volume on eBay <laughs> than and, to use their fucking app. And now I have to figure out a way to eventually read the the rest of domestic girlfriend. Yeah. 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 Speaking of girlfriends, (laughs) I have been fighting every urge in my body not to continue buying. I belong to the baddest girl in my school. It's a manga that I said was terrible and I (laughs) sold it on eBay and they're up to like volume seven. And every time I see it, I think about it. Like you just pass it at the, the Kinokunia. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> well, I that think, got away. Well, I think it's because it's not like streaming anywhere. Streaming. It's not on <laughs> manga Netflix. <laughs> so I just like, I want to read this stupid manga and I can't. I have to buy it. I'm not going to. Not until the strike is over. I'm poor. I'm selling everything I own. Except I'm buying uh, all of Eden Zero. I'm very smart when work isn't happening. <laughs> uh, I mentioned Anime Lockdown. It took me two months, but all of the panels, minus a few, are now on YouTube. Sweet. Turns out I forgot that I had bought uh, bought a new computer since the last time I did a con. It took maybe two hours to render and upload all of these panels. I thought it was going to be an all-day thing. Is it like Turns the out Anime the Max, Lockdown YouTube channel? Yeah, oh, okay. the Mac Studio renders pretty quick. It was like two minutes of video. Uh, there are a few that didn't get uploaded. Uh, one was because a panelist requested not to upload it. One got flagged for copyright. That was the Macross panel. I think it was like one of the only panels that used clips. They got flagged for copyright. And then I just chose not to upload the Azuki panel because it was just a like a kind of boilerplate industry panel. There was no like exclusive announcements or anything. It was just Evan 
going through his PowerPoint. I didn't think it, I didn't think there was any value to putting it on YouTube, but I guess I could reach out and see if he wants me to. But if you've been to one panel like that, you've been to them all. I see. Yep. Not that they're bad. I still like going to them, but, uh, you know, in an online setting, it doesn't make as much sense in person. He does trivia and it's fun and you get free manga sometimes. Right. Uh, Oticon is coming up at the end of the month. I is it guess, July? Yeah, it's the last weekend of this month. Oh, okay. Wow. What's the worst anime panel you've ever been to? Oh. Oh, God. Uh, oh, it's some easy. Of, I mean, there's been a lot. Uh, some of my own have been pretty bad. <laughs> I've almost walked out on my own panels. Uh, In fact, I think I did once. I did a Toonami panel at Anime Detour, like 2010. <laughs> And I think I may have walked out of my own panel. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? It kind of feels like you guys aren't feeling this one. So I'm just going to wrap it up here. <laughs> no, the worst one is where it has like a decent title and you're thinking it's going to be a real panel. And then you show up and it's just a bunch of people being like, oh, we're going to do impressions from like Dragon Ball Z Bridge or something. Oh my god! Yeah, you're like, what that the sounds this? I mean, that sounds horrifying. I I wouldn't were, even want to see that if it was the people from that, Dragon Ball like Z. That's Bridge. not even like an uncommon thing, though. I've been in multiple panels where something like that happened. Ooh, and it's like there damn. were a lot of those at Anime Detour for a long time. I don't know how it's gotten now, but like it, it's you know it's weird thinking about it now. But when you go back, you know, fifteen years or so in like fucking minnesota there's not one there's not a lot of anime out at the time comparatively there's not a lot of information about anime there's not a lot of people that know that information and so we had a lot of like ask a ninja panels or like like the youtube guy i'm just like yes no (laughs) um what you know, it'd be like a bunch of Hitalia cosplayers would go up and you'd ask them questions and they would answer in character. Yeah, I was actually gonna, a lot of those. I was about to use that as my next example for the other Warpowers panels I've been to. I did a lot of the bad panels, but I, I also saw I, I saw too many that weren't that good. And that's what inspired me to start doing my own. Uh, I went to one called Chicks Dig Giant Robots. Oh, my God. The. I mean, I like that show, but gracious. Yeah, and like the guy didn't know who Getter Robo was. He just talked about Evangelion oh, the whole time. Gross. <laughs> like, okay, well, this sucks. Uh, I would say the worst, probably the worst two I've ever went to was, uh, I think you were with me, JP, when we went, when I went to this. It was called, like, The Women of Gundam. And I was expecting it to be, like, some kind of discussion about how, like, women are portrayed in Gundam and like, or like the character archetypes, the female character archetypes of Gundam. It was just two dudes uh, with like a blank PowerPoint. And they're just like basically reciting the, the wiki bios for a bunch of female characters in Gundam. Oh my God. Yeah. It's the <laughs> Was it you that I went to the Danny Chu panel with where I feel like he just talked about like philosophy the whole time? Uh, nah, it wasn't a good time. 
I've got a recording of it somewhere. Uh, I mean, modern panels, I really don't care for the Manly Battleship crew from Otakon. Who? Yeah, I think that's a better example of a bad panel. Because, like, you know, if some jerk-off in Minnesota did a shitty panel about Hitalia 15 years ago, it's like, okay, I give them a break. But, like, this group does bad panels now on the East Coast where there's actual competition. (laughs) And they pack the room. It's wild. What do they do? Just, like, all sorts of obnoxious... You know, like, how most people, including the angry video game nerd, grew out of the angry video game nerd bit? Yeah. It's those types of panels. Like, oh, Oh, we're going to talk about Char and you're an asshole for liking him. Why don't you go tweet on your twatter about that? No pictures. No pictures. Get out of here. Or like anybody that has a big like, don't record this thing. To me Mm. now, that's a red flag that you're going to say shit that I don't want to hear. Exactly. And uh, another one I went to was, this was like, way way back when i was probably 19 probably one of the first conventions i ever went to it was how to start an anime podcast oh god uh, yeah <laughs> and uh what's crazy about it is like it didn't even really have a panel room it was just this guy this guy had to sit in like a a circle on the floor and he basically just told us about how to make an anime podcast didn't tell us about like the the software we would need didn't tell us about like uh what's an appropriate length for segments or anything like that uh it was just kind of like really kind of douchey advice like uh if you and your co-host uh decide to bring a girl on don't do that because oh going, yeah it was literally he said that this is a no boob zone exactly and then wow. <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, I'm I'm assuming that uh Noel, you will probably not be at Otacon. Yeah, probably not. Is it's in uh DC again this year, right? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, I believe it's the last weekend of the month. Okay. Kyle, Is that just I, its permanent home now? Because I think so. I know yeah. they kept saying like we'll eventually move back to Baltimore and then they never did. Baltimore hasn't done any changes. To, <laughs> they literally haven't and the things that they would need to change that they were kind of like, maybe if we're gone they can implement them, they haven't done them. So, so I it's think the, DC, I think DC's the permanent. Twenty eight, twenty nine, and thirty. Uh, Kyle, I assume I'm going to at least see you in passing. I don't know if you're going as an attendee. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, another year still jobless and broke. So that's fair. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Anime Next happened. I was going to go, but decided I didn't want to spend two hours on the bus. (laughs) And I didn't know they did this, but it was held in two separate buildings that were 20 minutes apart. Wow, that's weird. Like all of the panels were in one hotel and then 20 minutes drive away was like the dealer's room and like the big event. Like I assume like the main event hall. I mean, I guess their, their thought process on that was probably that like, uh, that's two different sets of people. Like, yeah, there are definitely people who like, they go to anime conventions and they never step foot in a panel room. They just, 
go to dealers' rooms and artists. I could see that helping a big con like AX or something. But like, why do like Anime Next isn't a big con? Am I right? It's. I mean, it's. So I would say around the Otakon size. Mm-hmm. Now, this past Otakon Otacon's was like the a, second largest in the country. At least it was. Uh, well, the last so one you, was like a sure? record-breaking event. I'm pretty sure Anime Next was like a twenty thousand. Right, but Otakon's like nearly like closer to twice that. Yes, but usually I don't think it is. Usually I think it's like 30. The last one was 45, I believe. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm bringing it up. Like when you were saying yeah. it's as big as Otakon. Like Otakon will, is big. Yeah, well, it's it's like a like a anime NYC. It's like a Big East Coast con. Okay. okay. Either way, I think having them 20 minutes apart is crazy. Now, yeah, like, that's definitely way Otakon, too. it certainly feels 20 minutes apart because you have to walk. But it's technically all in one building. It does take about 15 minutes to walk from the panel area to the dealer's room. Hey, (laughs) still better than AX, where uh, it looked like the worst year ever. I am so glad. Yeah, I mean, AX just just feels like an industry panel at this point. Industry con at this point. I used to think like, man, I bet it's really cool going to AX. And the older I get, the more I'm like, I don't think I ever want to experience that. Right, yeah. What's that huge French anime con that's like, I think it's the biggest in the world, maybe? Uh, anime uh, croissant. I don't know, but I know that they have like, it, it's crazy numbers. It like makes our numbers look really small. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. But... Yeah, AX can uh, eat my ass. <laughs> it's the special butthole eating scorpions. I've been watching a lot of American Dad. They have a butthole eating scorpion bit. It's good stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, Otakon, uh, for the like maybe one person that listens to this that will be there, I'm probably sharing a hotel room with you. <laughs> my pod uh not podcast my sound of anime panel got accepted again so sound of anime volume three at otakon should be a good time it's mostly going to be the same panel because i haven't written uh anything any new material <laughs> but at least this time you was accepted early you didn't because i remember last time you were a replacement right the first year i was a replacement the second year i got accepted in the normal way uh this time the same uh, they haven't told me my time or room yet. I assume that's something still being figured out. Uh, but yeah, the first year I was like a replacement the day of. Uh, but the panel had already been written because I I wrote this panel during lockdown and did it at a handful of uh, digital cons. Uh, and it's it's done pretty well. Uh, I usually get a lot of questions and we run out of time. So maybe I will trim it. So we have more time for questions this time. Uh, dubs versus subs was a hot button issue on the internet recently. Yerp. That I it don't is. Re- remember why I, I think somebody was like, look at the ocean. Oko dub. It's so bad. It's the worst dub ever. And it's like, guys, why are we still doing this? Like when this, started it had a certain uh, there was like a purpose behind it i feel like we have this conversation every six months uh subs versus dubs used to be a real thing because you could only buy one or the other right and the subtitled version cost more which is very funny to me (laughs) 
Uh, and so it made sense to have a preference and to, you know, have a more, I guess, uh, not pride, but allegiance towards one or the other. Because right. if you wanted to watch them, you were spending a lot of money. You know, it'd be mm. like 40 bucks. You get your two subbed episodes of Ronin Warriors. Right. Uh, but now when you're almost always getting both. Right. And you have the choice to to watch one or the other. I don't know why people still complain like they do. Well, I feel like a big part of it is now a lot of people come at this uh, argument from like a culture war angle because, you know, there's obviously all of the people who say, oh, man, they they say toxic masculinity in this dub. That that oh. wasn't in the original Japanese. They said Damashi Kudasai. I don't know. The, the vocalizer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I coined that. I used it uh, a while ago as a joke because I'd never seen anybody say it before. And then I saw someone use it unironically like three days ago and I punched the air. I do not know if that was in a vacuum. You no, should I, you should DM that person and be like, "Hey, you owe me a quarter." I, yeah, I said it first. Uh, yeah, I mean that's where some of it comes from, but some of it's just people thinking that the performances are bad. That too, like, yeah. You don't have to watch it though, <laughs> you know. Like, turn it off. What is, is it? Was it Chance the Rapper? No, it was. It's like it was Tyler the Creator. Tyler was, the Creator. I don't get it. Why is cyberbullying a thing? Like, just turn your computer off. <laughs> like, yeah, just turn off the dub. No to one. Be fair, I just want to say this though. I think the only thing more tired than the argument itself is that people like, like even us saying like, "Why is this happening?" Like for me though, let's put it this way. Imagine, imagine that you get what you want, JP, and it yes. stops being a thing. And then new anime fans come in and they don't like, you know, they have an opinion. They they want to speak up. They want to say their piece. They want to have this conversation again. And everyone goes, "Oh, we decided that uh, two months ago." Sorry, we're not. We're not having. You can't. You can't talk about it. As a community, okay, we yeah. already figured it out. Like, who's like, how much of an asshole do you have to be? I yeah, no, I uh, I do understand. I, I can be that asshole. We already figured it out as a community. <laughs> I I know what you're saying. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not saying like fuck all these people for having this conversation. How dare you repeat it? Well, I, I think that it's probably new people who are having this conversation. I think that's why it keeps happening. It's the short shelf life of anime fans that like, and of course, just like how popular it is. Like, I think the fact that. Like it'll always be a thing because the two sides are intractable, right? Like, yeah, and you have I'm a lot of people. Only guy. I don't want to ever in my life see a non-original language dub of any kind, uh, or live action or animated. Hmm. Uh, you know, and I'm not willing to budge on that. And I will talk about it if someone asks. And then, but someone who only watches dubs and refuses to even watch subs, like they don't want to hear my. You know, like I just think it'll. This will exist forever, and it'll always suck. Now, and here's my question: When, when, like, say you're watching uh, the Thirty Six Chambers or House of Flying Daggers, are you watching that subtitles as well? I mean, I, I just watch whatever the original language. I if okay. I, I do not like live action. If it is like anything, if it's or, like, I don't even. Uh, I, I will walk out. Of, I've walked out of screenings of movies, and I've gotten refunds because it was not original language. Hmm. Uh, and we're talking about movies that like 
I have to drive two hours to go to the special uh, AFI Silver Theater. Like a two to three hour drive, depending on traffic. It can be three hours if there's like horrible traffic, but it's usually like an hour and a half to two hours. And I drove there and I was broke and I spent the money and I sat down and it was a dub, a foreign language dub. And I walked right the hell out. Not even going to deal with it. Um, You know, uh, that's how I feel. I didn't come all this way to watch Amelie dubbed. And you know, and I've met Matt. I've uh, like I, I think I bought on Blu-ray uh, one of the like Jackie Chan Drunken Master Two, right? This one, and that is only available as an English overdubbed version. Really? You like as far as the one that you can buy right now in that is licensed in America, that is, it doesn't even have the original voice on it at all. Oh, okay. And, like, is I there think possibly like, a, like like a different I, I, region that you could find it in? I think there's an original language release somewhere, but mm. it, not here. Uh, and genuinely, like, I'm not one to say, like, let's put it this way. Uh, I'm, I don't believe in destroying media, but I literally destroyed my disc. I bent it in half, and I refuse. Uh, I, it's literally garbage to me. Okay. Well, I think the aggression part is maybe a little much, but that's... I I think that's kind of where I draw the line because I don't care about people's preferences. They can watch stuff however they want to watch. It only comes into uh, a a potential conflict if you're watching something as a group. Mm. Uh, But it's it's the people that are aggressive about it to the point where, like, I see you know, dub actors trying to fight for better wages and everyone's like, well, fuck them. It's, it all sucks anyway. Who cares about them? And it's like, yeah, that's, that's lame. You know, like I don't have to support, mm-hmm. like I don't have to like the dubs to support the people who are making it like whatever. Well, and it's also an accessibility thing for some people. Oh like, yeah. definitely. I, I just happen to focus better if it's in my native language. Uh, it's not that I can't watch something subtitled, but I'm going to comprehend it a lot better if it's in English. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot of people like that for various reasons that, uh, you know, or maybe they're uh, blind. They can't, they can't watch it subtitled. Agree. I, I understand that it is that. And I, but I do think that the reason why this just keeps on happening is because it's new people having the conversation. Like, yeah, you know, Daryl W O is not going to be, you know, having this conversation every six months. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't yeah. give a shit. He's had, he's probably had that conversation like you, he's just like, I'm so tired of it. And, you know, I'm tired of having the conversation. Daryl, well, come right? on the show. Tell us what you think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just think that, like, it's, uh, I, I think it's honestly a healthy thing, though, in some respects, in that, like, I don't know, I could see feelings on, the uh, on you know, subs versus dubs changing, like, in a wave kind of way over time. You know, like, maybe we feel really differently now than they did even a decade ago, right? I, I definitely think. feel like the older you get, the more it just becomes like a matter of either or. Because, shoot, I'll tell you, there's a lot of stuff I'm watching right now dubbed, and it's really just a matter of I, I'll i watch it dubbed so I can play this game on my Switch at the same time. I usually watch whichever I saw first or whatever's available at the time. Mm. Now, if a dub is available. I'm going to default to that mm-hmm. because it's just easier for me. And unless it's really, really bad, uh, I will uh, stick to that. What was it? Uh, Nadesco. I had to switch halfway through and then I turned the show off in general. 
but yeah. for the most part, they're serviceable enough. Right. Uh, this kind of uh, segued into a different conversation about captions versus subtitles. Right. Uh, which is something that's really interesting to me that we have the ability to offer captions and almost across the board, they're not available. Mm. Uh, and this is really interesting because uh, I've been watching more shows with captions on, and this is like a trend that's happening to a lot of people. And I don't know if it's that acting is getting more mumbly, so it's harder to understand, or if it's a mixing thing or what it is, more people are watching things with captions. And anime is one of those things where you can't do that uh, because the only uh, subtitle track available is usually the more uh, direct translation. Right. Uh, and so people were talking about why aren't there more captions available for anime and uh, it it is something interesting. I I assume that they get away from an ADA lawsuit by having subtitles available because they're like, well, you can read it. So well, yeah, I mean, it, I think that's I, I think you're one hundred percent on it, right? I mean, if you if you can't hear it and you're having problems hearing it and you want to read it, then you should just watch it. I I actually see it as like, I'm happy that that uh, let's put it this way. I I could imagine a scenario where people care more about having dub titles and you know, which is to say captions than they care about having the original language subtitles. Mm. And that's all we got. So yeah, I'm happy that like the one that is the like proper actual subtitled release for the language that is original language is what is on the disc. And well, yeah, if they, if they were only going to do one or the other, uh, I guess what's interesting to me is I feel like it probably doesn't cost any, substantial amount of money to add them both they're just willingly not doing it it's not like they don't have that script lying around but but they have to do a new timing to it mm -hmm. you know like that is a new timing sheet yeah so it is like and especially because you know let's be honest a lot of anime despite like how much money brings in is like they're not paying any budget of course yeah yeah uh speaking of anime we've been watching a lot of it that, that we have uh, so the spring season just wrapped up i actually just finally finished tokyo avengers this morning oh nice and what else did i finish i finished dr stone hmm. and my home hero okay i'm trying to think i've got the list in front of me i don't know if so i was you just wrapping up last season's uh, I mean, I mostly wanted to talk about the new one. I just, because I know Noel, uh, has, cause you mentioned specifically Osho, Oshinoko. I assume you wanted to talk about that. I mean, I, yeah. Cause, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it was with me last season. Like I watched that big, uh, three episodes in one premiere that they did for Oshinoko. And then, I just didn't watch it for a long time. And then I picked it back up like probably this past week. Uh, really, really big hyped show. Had you heard anything about it? Uh, vaguely. <laughs> was that the one? It was like, there was like a, like some idols gynecologist like dies and gets reincarnated in her or something. Am I yes, imagining that's, that is what yeah, it's that about? Is, that is exactly what it is. It's like not even... It, 
as far as I remember, he's not specifically her gynecologist. It just so happens like this is kind of a remote hospital and he just kind of like covers everything. Okay. But yeah, but yeah, she's, uh, uh, you've got the main character who's this, uh, who's this doctor at a hospital and he's really into this idol, Hoshino I. And, uh, the reason he's into that idol is because there was this terminally ill girl who was really into that specific idol who like died at the hospital. And now he's just like, I'm, I'm following this idol cause of you kid. And, and, uh, so yeah, the idol shows up at the hospital and, uh, he's just, just like, you know, uh, because I'm such a devoted fan, I'm going to make sure you're going to have a healthy birth, ma'am. And yeah, she ends up having twins who end up being the reincarnation of the doctor and the terminally ill girl. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a pretty wacky Pataki premise. The weird thing about it is that did not need to be a thing in the show. (laughs) I feel like they could have just been like twins who were born of an idol. And, and nothing would have been lost from the show. Yeah, well, the reborn thing is probably what got the pitch accepted. This is also from the writer of Kaguya Love is War, isn't it? Yes. And, like, I feel like the artist did something crazy like Killing Bites, but I can't remember. <laughs> Scum's Wish, I think that's what it is. Oh, okay. It would be crazy if it was Killing Bites. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, it becomes this uh, pretty interesting drama about, like, the Japanese entertainment industry because the spoiler alert, the first episode ends uh, the, the idol in question, their uh, mother gets stabbed by a, a crazed fan who finds out that she got pregnant and had children. And uh, the reincarnated doctor figures out like, Oh shit. The only way this crazed fan would have known where she lived in order to go to her apartment and stab her was if someone leaked her information. And the only one who possibly could have leaked that information is like whoever our father is. That's the only person who was like close enough to this idol to like let that information out. So it becomes this whole thing of like him getting into the Japanese entertainment industry to find out who knocked up their mom and then eventually kill him. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I've been meaning to check this one out. I've heard that it's really good. It is. Yeah. Uh, I have not reached like the big controversial episode though. That is episode six, which is the, the one I'm just about to watch. Had you heard about this, like the uh, controversy with episode six? Is that, is it like a sexual assault episode? No. So or is it because they make fun of another country? No, no. So what happens with this episode is it's an episode basically about, oddly enough, cyberbullying and, and uh, the consequences that can have, particularly on people who are like of a certain level of fame uh, cause it's about a girl who gets into a, a like big argument in a reality show and she ends up getting like dragged on social media because of that and hounded by like the fans of the show. 
to the point where she almost commits suicide. Jesus. Now, the reason that's a controversy is because that specific thing happened to a Japanese pro wrestler by the name of Hanakimura a couple of years back. And it was like a, and it was like a huge story and like a, you know, this really tragic thing. Cause this girl was like maybe 20 at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I know that when that episode premiered, her like mother actually spoke out and was just like, yeah, like, when I heard about this and how close it was to my daughter's story, and I, I was like really upset by that. And you know, yeah. And of course people have the thing where it's like, well, this is supposed to be like a, a cautionary tale to kind of like educate people on that kind of thing. Like even the, even like the, uh, the, what's it called? the episode summary that you see when you click on the episode, it's not like a usual episode summary where it's just like, uh, Aqua and Ruby go to the beach and fan service hijinks ensue. Nah, it's like, it's some shit where it's like your, your actions and your words have consequences. Remember that thing you might've said in like righteous indignation. Think about that. And yeah, so, Mm-hmm. So it is like in it's an interesting show and I I really do enjoy it. I'll I'll have to check it out. Uh if High Dive would stop logging me out every really? time I open it. Oh man. My god. Gosh. High Dive, we someone needs to tell High Dive we really want to watch the shows on your platform. Just Yeah, it is such a messy app. <laughs> it really is. Uh it, it's it just it feels like the bigger companies are ignoring the Apple TV apps intentionally, hmm. and I don't know if this is like a like a sticking it to the man <laughs> type thing because the Crunchyroll app also has not been updated in a long time. Really, and High Dive. Every time I open it, I have to log in with my phone. <laughs> And uh, then I have to like trick it into playing episodes. It's ridiculous. Hey, high dive, man! We just want to watch shows on your platform. Why? Why yeah. you gotta be? Why you gotta fight us on that? I just want to watch Clannad after story. I just want to watch Hari Luya too, boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, the spring season did uh, just wrap up. There was a lot of big shows, and I think it was just so overwhelming for me that I did not watch. Hardly any of them. It's like, yeah. I only ever watched like two episodes of Galaxy Next Door. <laughs> Ranking of Kings, I barely watched. Uh, what do you call it? Dead Mount Death Play was really underwhelming for me. And uh, Heavenly Delusion. I only ever watched the first episode. Heavenly Delusion, I got to like the fifth episode. And yeah, I got to get back to that because I actually did really enjoy that. The manga is great. The, what yeah. about the elf show? Wasn't that last season? Which elf show? <laughs> you know, it, okay, it's the one where the elf is with the party and then they defeat the enemy. Oh, then... that's in September. Okay. Okay, so that hasn't happened yet. That's okay. Frerin, the whatever, whatever, whatever. Because that's what it. I've been waiting for. Yeah, so that is going to be in September and it's supposed to be a feature length first episode, which is like oh a weird gosh, trend now. Stop doing that. I just. 
like yeah. if you cannot hook me in at at 30 minutes because like that's the that's the big annoying part about some of these like like the Oshinoko, that's actually like you could have chopped that up into three episodes but i understand why they did it like that uh like the the 45 minute first episode of let's say shield hero that did not need to be 45 minutes <laughs> at all i i've been watching this show uh it's about a guy that like gets re reborn kind of like Tokyo Revengers except he goes back to college and like works at a video game company and that had an hour long first episode it's like this is just a dumb slice of life show What show was this? It was like rebirth of a something or another. I have to <laughs> I'd have to look it up. They all have the same name. Reborn in another world with my sister's blood plug. <laughs> yes but <laughs> and it's like an all right show but it did not need an hour-long first episode oh my gosh uh right but that has to do with the quality of the show i mean you know ebert said it best right uh no good oh, he's a famous quote about the length of movies and it's uh no it's like no bad movie is short enough and no good movie is too long mm. yeah and you know like mm. the same thing applies right like i the idea of Freren getting an hour and a half long premiere episode with what I've heard about it, that gets me excited. I think, the, yeah, I think that'll be good. Make movies 90 minutes again. Yeah. I'm wearing a hat <laughs> like that. It's going to say MM90GA. You know, it's funny that with all these good anime that we're airing, the one that was appointment viewing for me was My Home Hero. Did the animation in that ever get better? No. Good. And I remember finishing the show and I thought like, well, that should have stayed a manga. Oh my God. It, it sucks so much because I was so excited for that. And then I saw the first episode and I was like, why, why is this, why is this running at 20 <laughs> FPS? <laughs> it wasn't it great. So much. You know, that's a good segue into, you know what that would have worked. I, I'm hoping that like some Netflix weirdo like sees that and, Hopefully they make like a J drama out of that. I feel like it could really yeah. work as, as one. Speaking of things running at 20 frames per second, but only if you remember to bring them to school, uh, the girl that I like forgot her glasses. <laughs> that is a hot button issue for the summer season. Well, that runs at a, a hundred frames per second. I, yeah maybe unnecessarily <laughs> uh this is one of two series from gohans this season i there are two have not watched the other the other ones about like having a cat that's your husband that makes you dinner <laughs> probably oh, that's... Called i have a cat that's a husband that makes me dinner <laughs> anime titles are super descriptive way of a cat uh, that's a house husband yeah uh, so I watched this show because the opening sequence was getting a lot of talk on Twitter. It is this weird, like cerebral, almost like one. It's not quite one shot, but a decent part of it is like a single shot that follows his character around and like flies around like it's a drone almost. It's like a guy going to his first class, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's constant. Yeah, it's like a drone constantly circling around him. It almost gave me motion sickness. It was weird. Yeah. So I watched the whole episode 
Episode two, it looks like just came out while we were doing this podcast. So I understand if you want to stop now and go watch that. (laughs) I did not think it was as bad as it was going to be. Did either of you watch the whole episode? Uh, No, I didn't. Nah, not the whole episode. I'm not a masochist. So, (laughs) there was a lot. Uh, You saw a lot of people on Twitter that were like, finally, a director that knows how to use a camera. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, man, they blew all their budget in the first episode. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep this up. Now, those are very uneducated comments. Whether now, they're jokes or not is hard to tell. Now, how many of those people do you think were also the same people saying that uh, the... Chainsaw Man tried too hard? Yeah. I thought about that. Somebody said that this reminded them of Chainsaw Man, and they didn't understand why people that liked Chainsaw Man are hating on this. I, and I just want to speak about this sequence a little. Uh, can we just like about it? Oh yeah. yeah, sure. Which is to say that, like, on a in terms of what they're trying to accomplish, that is a very hard thing to animate. Like, so you know, I don't think anyone's contesting that, right? Like, in terms of using a single and broken camera shot where the camera is moving and they are showing two D characters moving around, perspective correct in a three dimensional space. Oh yeah, that is very hard to animate. Uh, so, you know, when people are saying it's a bad shot, they're not, I don't think they're talking necessarily about the shot itself in the concept stage. Unfortunately, the Gohan's animators are not skilled enough to pull it off. Well, um, it's interesting that you mentioned that because they did 10 years ago. <laughs> there was another show they did that was a high school anime. It's almost the same shot and it looks superb. It's very interesting. Uh, but you you took the words right out of my mouth. Because I was going to say, I think executed well, that could have been really cool. I think that, obviously, it, it was too extreme in some por- parts. The comment I said on Twitter is, this felt like a mock-up that a director made to show his team, or their team, and be like, this is what I have in my head, now let's do it for real. And then they forgot to do it for real. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what, because the thing, the, see, I guess part of the problem, as I saw it, um, is that the way in which it's, uh, div- the way in which uh, animation is divided up in between the Ganga and Doga animators is, of course, keyframes, right? And we have the Ganga doing the keyframes, which is what the Ganga is, and then the Doga are the in-betweens. But the problem is, is you can't use that system when the camera, when, let's, when you're ha- when each uh, like when the when the camera and the character are moving together and they're not synced up, then you can't use like do- doga at all. It, it almost all has to be keyframed because the the doga animators aren't skilled enough to be able to draw the in betweens with the change of perspective like that. Yeah, well, and that was the the biggest issue with it is the weird like fish eye like stretchy almost triple x holic character design <laughs> body horror yeah. that would happen to this poor guy well i think it's cool like that they're trying to get a camera effect but again they're not skilled enough to like be actually able to pull it off like oh it's yeah, not, yeah they're not doing any like a fisheye lens should have some uh like 
what's the it should have motion blur in certain portions of the screen right and it should be more distorted and out of focus but it's not like it's all in focus all the time and they can't even keep characters consistent there's a the moment when he gets to the top floor and the girl starts to run past him and the camera does like it starts to move forward and up and down yeah and she literally changes height <laughs> oh definitely yeah. like there she when it's going around like some and some of the shots she's tall she's like as tall as she was and then some scenes she's literally like half the size as she was the moment before that happened a lot in original baki <laughs> like i don't know enough about animation to really like break down what's wrong with this all i know is that like i know enough to be like this this looks wrong yeah well and the frame rate is really weird like when people are walking it's kind of choppy right it's because the, the camera's going at a different frame rate than the people who are being animated yeah that's the issue it, you know on a fundamental level. it feels almost like it's ai generated it's wild but if they would have pulled it off I think we'd be having a different conversation because like I saw people like, oh, they're trying to go all crazy for this romance show and blah, blah, blah. Like, just make a fucking show. And these are like professional writers saying this. And it's like, guys, you know, when they did shit like this in the 90s, we jacked off to it. <laughs> but it's because the animators were good it was enough that done they well. do it. Yes. The problem here is that they've done a shot which you need to have a skilled Ganga animator basically doing the whole thing by himself or herself. Oh, I, yes. And they, like, I honestly, I wonder if the whole thing was done by in-betweeners and they didn't even get, like, an like an actual Ganga animator to do the whole thing. Like, that's how bad it looks. Well, what, I, what I'm seeing from these people is that they shouldn't have even tried to begin with. It should have yeah, just been a traditionally lame. shot thing. And it's like, I think it's fun when we do stuff like that. Like, Yu Yu Hakusho was just a dumb shonen fighting tournament anime, but they did some really experimental things in the dark tournament. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there were shots in Kamagri Orange Road that were really, like, unconventional. Hell, like, even uh, Chapter Black had some really nicely composition shots, like when yeah. he fought that doctor. Anybody who said that is the kind of person who uses the term, uh, what is it? Um, oh, God, it starts with a P. Um, oh god peak? no peak uh, you know oh what's the word it means um fuck me i'm awful ludo narrative <laughs> i don't i'm not sure don't worry just just move on so i'm looking uh, at the trailer for that other gohan show about the the big it looks really the scary. big cat who's your husband and uh it's i mean it looks better than the other show my only thing is, like, a lot of these backgrounds look like they were rubbed with ham. They're just really <laughs> shiny for some reason. From the creators of Gears of War. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there were two shows that came out uh, this week that took a very similar directorial approach, but executed it very well. Uh, which I, I should say that even if they would have nailed that shot in the beginning... There are still other problems with uh, the Girlfriend Glasses show. They do a lot of unnecessarily dramatic angles. Like, you know, camera on the floor looking up during, like, normal classroom conversation. There's other things that are happening that are like, all right, settle down, guy. Uh, but uh, Bleach and Zom 100 are both excellent and also shot uh, non-traditionally 
and Hot Damn. I assume neither of you watched Bleach, but I'm uh, guessing you both watched Zom 100. I did indeed watch yeah. me some Zom 100. As did um, I. Gotta say, I really, yeah, I super liked how it looked. And it, it it's it's crazy that, I think it's crazy that we're getting this show, but we're also getting like a live action movie for it in a month. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the the licensing for Zom 100 is really interesting too. I originally thought this was a Netflix original, yeah, but it's also on Hulu and Crunchyroll. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. We're we're looking at the end times, boys. Streaming exclusivity is over. So this was a manga that me and Noel had been reading. We did kind of a review a few months ago. Yeah, I don't remember how in depth we went. Uh, I was very much looking forward to this and uh, yeah, it was, it was excellent. It it took a little while to grow on me. Uh, I don't know why I had to like, think about it for a while. Um, I think that's just a thing with me when I read a manga and then watch a show. Mm. It takes me a while to divorce the two. Oh, okay. I mean, a- yeah, didn't something similar happen with uh with what's his face Chainsaw Man? Chainsaw Man, I actually found to be a lot better than the manga. Oh, okay. But Heavenly Delusion, I had trouble with because I'd read the manga, and I was like, "Well, I already know all of this story. I don't really need to watch this all." But Zom One Hundred was they they made it very exciting, and they they actually used the visuals to reinforce the story, which is something that was so subtly done that I didn't notice it. <laughs> uh, the color drains from the series as the main character is getting more disenfranchised from his job. Right. And then comes back when he realizes he doesn't have to go to work anymore. But it comes back to the max. Like uh, at the end, it looks like the golden eye, uh, you know, uh, paint, uh, paintball mode. So that's oh, yeah. a play off the covers of the manga volumes. I don't know if you 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 aren't reading the manga, are you, Kyle? Correct. So yeah, they, it was stylized like the manga covers at the end of the episode. It was really cool. Yeah. I I I I'm kind of at a loss for words because <laughs> we've already talked about what the story's about. Uh, it's uh, this guy. He gets what he thinks is his dream job. Turns out it's like a never go home. <laughs> type like he has to do like 48 hour shifts yeah it's a lot it's just, of a lot of sleeping under desks a lot of energy drinks a lot of right. the boss yells at you if you ask questions yes. but, and says figure out yourself but if you figure out yourself he goes you left me out of it yes and, very you know, much everyone's quitting around him and he feels oh no trapped. not everyone's quitting everyone's dying around him <laughs> <laughs> they're dying see that's not made clear at all like yeah i'm I'm pretty sure that's like the implication when like the guy when they take that one guy's name off the board and throw in the garbage. I always felt like the implication was eight name tags. And yeah, they can't all be. I felt like the implication was that the guy is dead. I thought they were quitting. (laughs) I had not thought of uh, either of those. I thought they just got reassigned. But I like the grim future that Noel is painting. Uh, So. I, I guess I'm most curious about Kyle because you had not read the manga. 
Yeah. Um, I do think it's a it's a pretty good first episode. I don't know. It wasn't blowing me away, unfortunately. Uh, I do think the smartest thing about it is that very gradual uh, desaturation. And then when it comes back, uh, it really is exciting. And I, I actually like that, the, again, like you say that it's taking the color scheme from the manga covers. And I'm sure you're right. But in terms of, I just love the effect because like he's looking at blood pools, but, you know, it's all just you know, confetti colors, right? It's just all these colors of the rainbow, everything except for blood red, mm-hmm. you know, like it's uh this, the apocalypse has happened and it's just the greatest thing that ever happened. But I like the fact that, I mean, you could say that like what's really made her miserable are people. And so the fact that people are dying, like that's genuinely something to be excited about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like, like them dying is almost like a present to him. So I, I really, was like okay that's really smart but also like a i guess maybe a good way to get away with like because apparently this runs at an early time slot it does um that's what someone was telling me it's Um, a net i thought it was for netflix i'm talking about in japan i don't know oh yeah i guess i'm I'm not sure i assumed that it was a streaming only show someone mentioned to me i don't know this is apocryphal i guess but they said it was an (laughs) early time slot but I was guess when I heard that I was surprised because of course there's a moment in the episode where we find out that the woman who he's had a crush on it turns out to be the boss of the company's mistress, mm-hmm. and uh, even that I think is handled in kind of like a safe for work way to start off with. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not talking about the end of the episode where she's a naked zombie. Well, um, it's fairly accurate to the manga. The only difference that i it's been a while since i've read the first volume uh in the manga i'm pretty sure they draw her nipples otherwise yeah i think it was a pretty one-to-one uh adaptation right the only thing is like um i'm pretty sure it takes a bit longer before he actually sits down and writes his his like bucket list of the dead yeah well he he doesn't he hasn't written it yet that would be an episode two Right, yeah, but like, yeah, episode one ends with him getting out the the pen and the the paper to start doing it, which, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, that doesn't happen until like he's been out in like the zombie world a couple of times and he's met like a few other people. Oh, one question I had for you two. Yes. Um, how how did you like the like the running three you know like very three D esque uh, run sequence at the end? I I really liked it. It's a lot of fun with it. Is that very different in the manga? I feel like it's definitely, if I remember correctly, it is like definitely amped up for this sequence. It it definitely, there definitely is a whole lot more like energy to it. That's just the one moment where like I, after I watched that first episode and I saw people talking about it, because it got released, I think at midnight, like a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, And everyone was posting about it. And, I was actually put off by how similar it was to the manga, but I think that that is the moment which is probably the most unique. I don't, I don't think it would have been animated like that in the manga at all. I can go grab it off my shelf. Yeah, I actually just grabbed it off my shelf. Let me, I'm going to go grab it. Because I thought that that was the most, like, I guess, that's the moment that stood out to me the most. Not to say it's, like, the best, quote-unquote, because I do think that, you know, certain shots that are used, which are very much taken panel for panel, you know, like a storyboard mm. for the anime um, are like other shots in it. But I do think that's probably the one where I went like, oh, like this is doing stuff that only the anime can do. Mm. That was my impression. 
God, I'm trapped. <laughs> my headphones are wrapped around my desk in a way that I don't understand. <laughs> uh, what have I done? All right. I've returned. I had to un unplug my headphones. It somehow... It's like when a dog runs around in circles when they're on a leash. That's what happened to me. All right, I've got the manga. Let me see. You're talking about the ending of that episode? I, I, right, when he leaves yeah. his apartment complex and we see him, you know, doing the entire joyous run chase through a, like a 3D city. I don't remember a 3D city. But I'm also not super. Uh, I don't notice things all that well. Let's see. I'm not saying the whole like there are definitely shots where it is traditional, but like it is in general. Like he's running through like a, a more of a 3D. Like I think that he. I think he's a 2D character running through more of a 3D space. Let's see. Well, there's a big old uh, shot of a titty. Cool. Yeah, it looks like they probably hyped up the ending a little bit. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking through it now. There definitely is like some stuff they they kind of like skipped over to get right to him, you know, writing down 100 things to do before you're a zombie. Yeah, which makes sense because you want to hook everybody in the first episode. Yeah, you're gonna be like Psalm 100. What's that mean? But uh, yeah, very very good. I uh, look forward to the next episode. And yeah. uh, I also started watching uh, this show, Oku: The Inner Chambers. Ooh, Oku, also titled "The Dick Closet." What? That is a joke that I thought was going to play a little better. Really? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, it makes sense because uh, it's it's about uh, <laughs> it's about a an alternate future in Japan where like a lot of men die off so that now very brutally too yeah so that now there's a (laughs) it's like this feudal japanese lord has a secret brothel of men yeah this feudal japanese lord who is like a lady the the shogun if you will no no like the daimyo I didn't finish the episode because it's feature length. Yeah, me neither. I just remember that there was a point where... (laughs) I watched the first 20 minutes. Yeah, I remember there was a point where it was revealed that, like, because the daimyo is, like, a young girl and she has all these quote-unquote husbands, they pretty much just fuck each other. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they... they, uh, It's, like, this super hot, poor guy decides he wants to go work in the dick closet. And then he cuts his hair like a samurai. Yeah. And these guys wake him up for, uh, they want to show them, show him their butthole eating scorpion. And he threatens to cut their dicks off. Yes. (laughs) And because of that, he gets like promoted. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, wow. He knows how to use a sword. That's pretty cool. (laughs) I, it seemed like a fun show. I just have trouble focusing when things are longer than episode like right definitely. Uh, directed by the director of yu yu Hakusho, i believe oh for real way to go yeah i think it's noriyuke abi mm-hmm. i think it's his name and also yeah, i feel like i feel like this is based on a manga that's been around for a long time yes it had right. oh my god yeah 
It's from like 2001. Yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, I'm looking on uh, ANN. It came out in 2004, but it ran until 2020. But it's only 19 volumes, so it wasn't running that whole time. Wow. Yeah, I thought I had recognized it. It looks like there were some movies, too. Hmm. Uh, let me see. Yeah, it is Noriyuki Abe. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. That's I why I checked it out. I definitely can't, sit, can't wait to sit down and watch more Dick Closet. Yeah, I, I liked it. I just I needed to take a break because yeah. it's so long. Will the samurai make out? God, Check out so. next time. <laughs> uh, I watched Bleach, the first episode of the second I guess part mm. is is out. It's, I think they're doing four cores. Uh, so this is the second one. If you like the first one, you're going to like this. I don't really have, a, you know, there's not a whole lot to say. It's more bleach. Uh, it's still really dark. Like this is a really dark arc because uh, it's just about like a really lengthy race war. Mm. Uh, amongst the Quincy's and the Soul Reapers, this episode opens up with "Come," what? which is uh, Bleach first, I think. <laughs> I thought I was just being silly, silly like dirty joke boy when it opens up and all these things that look like "Come" go swimming by the screen, and then it zooms out to show a baby being born. I'm like, "Yep, that was come." Very, very silly, but. You know, probably <laughs> wasn't meant to be a joke. Uh, I just, it's, I don't know. It's not what I was expecting out of Bleach. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if if you liked the first one, you're going to like this. Uh, I think I did a review of the first core a couple months ago. I, I, just, I don't know. It's tough. I don't know what to say about Bleach. Uh, Horny Baby also is back. Two episodes have come out of Mushoku uh, Tensei. Well, is he okay, still a horny really baby? Pro- okay. From what I saw, I should- he's like a horny preteen now. He is a horny preteen. He's 10 years old. I just gotta say, you really, when you wrote that, okay, you, were, you wrote in a chat, you went, hey, I, here's what I was watching. They gave four lists, but you didn't write the other name for that series, so you just wrote Horny Baby. <laughs> and there was a moment... <laughs> A split moment where I was going to Google that, and I thought, no, I'm not going to search for that. It but might have nearly shown caused up. me to do that. Uh, it's uh, I, I, I bring this up because it was like a five-second joke in the first episode of season one, like three years ago, and everybody still calls it the horny baby show. All I know is you nearly got me on like an internet search list. Yeah. <laughs> of, so the, thanks, JP. I think Mashoku Tensei is a good show. It has a problematic first uh, main character, but it's still really well executed. It's more of the same. The first episode is really weird because it's like an episode zero that focuses on a side character. Hmm. Uh, and so you don't get into more of Rudy until episode two technically episode one or i guess episode one technically episode two uh, he is uh, very sad because at the end of the last season his party left him uh seemingly for no reason like one of them was like well i did the shit i came here to do uh see you later and then the other one 
I think uh, she gets like married off because hmm. he was hanging out with like the next in the royal line or something. And a big part of the last season was they had gotten lost because uh, there was this event that has not been explained yet where a bunch of people got like teleported to other countries. Uh, and so that's also what episode zero was about was another character finally showing like what happened to them after that event, like this entire country, all of the people just got like teleported to different parts of the world. And then their country was destroyed. You don't know why. Presumably you find out why, cause there's 20 books in this series. Uh, but so a bulk of that season was them getting back home. And so once they get back home, they parted ways. And the main character is very sad about that. So he's like, Oh uh, no, my harem is gone. Yeah. I mean, I really liked those characters. Uh, the heiress is very annoying when you first are introduced to her, but she grows on you very quick. She's like ultra Sundere when you first meet her. And then she actually becomes a character. And so I hope that she's not gone for good. Uh, this first real episode has our main character hanging out with a really bland group of adventurers who I'm hoping are going to get killed off <laughs> quick because they're really boring and none of them have distinct character designs except one of them. So what I'm assuming is going to happen is all except the one interesting character is going to get murdered. And that's going to be what season two is about or season three, whatever they're calling this. Uh, what else has been on? Oh God. I watched a few really boring shows. There was one called like, Oh God, I'm seeing if I liar, liar. I tried to watch that today. I turned that <laughs> off halfway through. They made an Not anime stunned. based on the, the Jim Carrey vehicle. That would have been nice. <laughs> this is a show that I thought was based off a cell phone game. Cause that's sure how it's written. There's a cell phone game called liar, liar. No, <laughs> it's based on a light novel series, but it writes like it's based on, cause it's like the whole, I watched like maybe three fourths of this episode and they're like, there's a game and you have to get stars and whoever gets seven stars is blah, blah, blah. It's just one of those where the whole episode is just like explaining the rules of this game. So I assumed like, Oh, this must be a cell phone game. And they're just like, they don't know how to write an anime about it, <laughs> but no, it's a book series with multiple volumes. Uh, the dreaming boy is a realist. That's another one I had to turn off partway through. That's about a guy that is like a stalker. And then one day just decides to stop stalking the person that he is stalking. I mean, and that's everyone's good. like, yeah, but everyone's like, Hey, why did you start leaving? Uh, I don't know. Moriko alone. It's like, well, I decided to stop being a creep. <laughs> like, are you okay? <laughs> why are you encouraging this? Right. What? I I started watching the first 10 minutes of Tenpuri. Oh my god, I watched that one. I made it all through that. <laughs> that show's terrible, but really? in kind of a fun way. Right, yes, in a fun way. It's a it's about a <laughs> I'm not sure what it's about. It's about a guy who like his his dad was was just a real big puss hound and 
Oh my god! <laughs> and abandoned yeah. him to go to go fuck ladies around the world, and so he decided I'm not going to be like my dad. I'm I'm going to be I'm never going to be involved with any ladies. I'm just going to go to college and get a civil service job, and then he like then meets, he saw a boob for the first time, and it just like totally warped his mind. Yeah, he like saw one hot chick, and and it just like broke all of his convictions and then he's like you know what <laughs> i need to become a monk that's how i'll get away from them but then when but, he tries to join the monastery it turns out oh no there's a bunch of hot chicks there too no who would have guessed yeah i don't know what this show's gonna be about but the opening is so horny <laughs> the opening credit sequence it's like all the main characters in their underwear it's ridiculous uh, I watched Reborn as a vending machine. That show is legitimately good. <laughs> I will say that uh, I watched episode one as well. I'm surprised that it's anything. I wouldn't say it's legitimately good, but the fact is, like, it's more than I thought it could. I mean, I thought it was going to be such a nothing. Now, is this like, a fantasy a world where concept. vending machines exist? No, he's the only vending. He's the only vending machine. So it's like a, a it's a fantasy RPG world that he has been reborn in as his favorite thing, vending machines. Because he died trying to save a vending machine because he's a huge vending machine nerd. <laughs> like literally, like imagine the dumbest, most boring person you could imagine who's like, ah, yes, you know what? The one thing that I have in life, vending machines. And now, now I am one. Does this fantasy world even have the currency for him as a vending machine? That gets dealt with like within <laughs> five. So, like genuinely, that is a plot point of him being like, hmm, I have to use my points that I've accumulated through this gotcha game mechanic, sort of. What? Um, where I have to, if I spend a hundred of the points, I now have a currency converter so they can put in their silver coins and I can accept them. <laughs> Yeah, it's really convoluted Get how Fox. much the show is. He, I think the best way to describe it is like he lives in an RPG world that's all about combat and danger, and he represents convenience. Mm. Yeah. And that is like a novel concept in this world. And it's more than just like an empty, you know, like how like a convenience store is where it's like, oh, right, like everyone hates this, and it's just like get it yourself and like you know what i mean the kind of like inconvenience convenience store whereas like here people are like oh let me thank this vending machine because i think it's magic and when the automated voice speaks like i genuinely think there's like a a magical spirit in there so like i'm grateful and i'm gonna talk to it and i'm gonna name it and i'm gonna carry it on my back well except it is (laughs) i know that but you know what i mean though right like like how in dragon ball when they turned on that TV and Goku's like, how'd that little man get in that box? That's exactly yes. it. Um, except that he is. Uh, I genuinely think within an episode or two that he is going to get like magic uh, personality somehow and he'll be able to talk. And I think he's going to become like a person within that world versus just like an observer. You think he's going to do like a like the slime thing and he'll turn into like a twink? Oh my god. I tried to watch that show and I did not like it. I think I talked about that on the last podcast <laughs> two months ago. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it's super great. It's super weird. But it's like 
Like, okay, there's like a girl who carries him everywhere because she has super strength, and sh- there's guards who are like, oh, we're stuck here in front of the skates all night and can't move. And she goes, I'll bring the vending machine. Don't worry. But they still have to pay full price for the vending machine. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck? He's, she's like making them broke. Like, I don't, and the money's not going to her. So yeah, like, like, why the fuck is she even doing this? Like, yeah, it's not like she can open it up and take the money out every night. We don't know that. <laughs> I, it's just like a very strange like I, I hope that it does more with like I, I I think it's a good first episode I am genuinely going to continue to watch it yeah like, it's I, I'm on notice I had low expectations I watched this because the premise was so silly and really enjoyed it I saw people on Twitter like oh I really hope they pull this off it's like I don't know if, if episode 2 on sucks I still had a fun first episode pull, pull what off what are they gonna pull off that I don't know, I don't Just know. That it, Does, it has to be more than what it is that it continues like, to be enjoyable what are they gonna pull off that he has boss coffee in there <laughs> he might he can change it he has a point it's really this convoluted like he has I don't know like a thousand points <laughs> and they deplete throughout the day and if he runs out of points he'll die but he can use them for changing items or changing currency or getting powers yeah i was gonna say what happens when he runs out of snacks or whatever they it's he's a magic machine the snacks are always there snacks are always i don't quite that should be the title of the show the snacks are always there uh I think there was only two other things that I think I watched, and by watched, I mean turned them off halfway. <laughs> uh, Johanne, the Paralian Sunshine in the Mirror. The what? I don't know. It's a Love Live spinoff that was originally an April Fool's Day joke. Mm. I made it made a joke. about seven minutes and then started playing on my phone. <laughs> it is apparently... There is a character in Love Live that's a Chunibyo, and this was an April Fool's Day joke where they're like, what if her delusions were real and she really was a magical girl or something? I'm not sure. Mm. I did not get far enough in the episode to find out. I I never delve too much in, into any Love Live. Like, how does Love Live work? Is it like new I girls don't. every time? I'm not sure. Okay. This isn't this isn't a proper Love Live, so it doesn't it doesn't relate. Uh, I also tried to watch Level 1 Demon Lord and the One Room Hero. I was reading that manga. It's not a good manga. I thought maybe <laughs> they can pull it off in an anime because sometimes that happens. They did not. <laughs> and I turned that off very quickly. It See, is- I actually made it through epi- I made it the episode. I made it through two episodes of Demon Lord. And I, I didn't. I don't. I don't hate it. Oh, well, that's fair. <laughs> all I can that's all I can say. I don't hate it. It's not exactly it's uh it's weird. I don't I don't really know. It just seems like every other I mean it doesn't seem that different to me than like the the devils of part time or any of the other kind of like, oh I've been re- you know, I I'm back and oh, but I have to power you up. Like for some reason I, I think the only good thing that's like that was genuinely interesting is I think that the demon lord he comes back and he looks like a bit like a little girl, but I think it's like a little boy. <laughs> but like the demon lord genuinely seems to have like I think that he's gonna be the love interest for the main hero guy. <laughs> Possibly. I only read the first volume and then I sold it on eBay. Yeah, I, but it, the thing is, he like is constantly dressing up as like. Uh, like a teenage girl who kind of is, but it, it it comes across to me as almost like 
cross-dressing or trans almost mm. the way in which it's shown so i'm like okay that's interesting i don't remember getting that vibe when i read the manga but it you know they might go in that direction um I mean, he literally is like, everyone calls him like young master Sama, you know, whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then he like, is like, oh, I'm going to go shopping. And I, my person dressed me up like a school, like a school person. I guess I should wear appropriate age. And then they turn into like a, like a high school looking school girl who's wearing the same size outfit. So it's like ridiculous, like sexy time. <laughs> oh yeah. I remember that from the manga. She does. But they are drone like. But they're not like super feminine. Like they are feminine, but they also have like a bit of like a masculine quality to it. So it feels to me like they're still kind of like. And enough characters have been like, "You're literally in love with the hero. Like, what's wrong with you? You're supposed to kill him, not fault, not like, not make him your lover or whatever the hell's going <laughs> on here. We don't know what, but like something weird. So like again, like I think that's maybe the only interesting thing about it. I I think that if I hadn't read the manga, maybe I would have enjoyed the show more. <laughs> I knew too much. Yeah. Oh yeah, I also watched My Tiny Senpai. How was which that? Which is just Uzaki Chan goes to work. <laughs> I don't know. It feels it feels a bit more sensible than Uzaki Chan. Like I look at this, I'm like, oh, this this girl is actually cute. I liked it. I've watched two episodes now. It does not have a lot going on. It's just these two people working at a company i thought it was a video game company but i don't know if it specifically is it's they just make the product <laughs> and uh she's really short and he's probably normal height and they both secretly have crushes on each other and don't talk about it i hate what you just described <laughs> and their boss is trying to hook them up but also there's a childhood friend it's on paper this is not a good show but i liked it and this sounds no different than last season, or I guess now two seasons ago. It's been that long since we met, but there was that uh like the cool guy and the <laughs> like like the cool colleague and the ice guy. Oh yeah, like that's exactly what that show's like. Just you know, you could just re- remove tall and put like ice, and you know, it's like a we could play a Mad Libs version of this, and it's the same show. Yeah, no, thank you. There's nothing special about it, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, I think that. That's that might be it. I don't know if either of you watched anything else. Nah, I think that's it. Didn't you watch that Demon Far something or other? Oh yeah, D- uh, Demon. Oh, it was called like Dead Dead Destroyer Demon Far. Oh yeah, Undead Murder Vase. Yes, there it is. That's yes, it. that one was a lot of fun as well. What's uh, that like a, a detective show? But like, she's dead. Uh, a bit soon to say it looks like the second episode comes out tomorrow Hmm. uh it is about two immortals that i think are going to help each other die cool no he's not immortal isn't he no uh so he's half oni oh yeah he's half demon oh i think it was She's going to help him stay alive longer. Was that, is that what it was? Yes, except that the way in which they've chosen is he has to, she's an immortal who's been alive for nearly a thousand years, like 943 or something. And he's going to die though, because uh, the Oni part is going to eat his human part. Because ah. he's not naturally an Oni. Like he was made it by some <laughs> like cruel scientist dude who's at the center of a mystery that no one covered. Cool. Uh, but 
Here's the ridiculous part. So, like, firstly, the episode begins and it's the classic, like, oh, I've been 14 for 943 years. Oh, my God, what a nightmare. And, and the only way, and the way she's going to extend his life is he has to eat her. But because she's only a head and she can't sacrifice, say, like, anything else, he has to drink her fluid. So the episode ends with him, like, getting her saliva and drinking it. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a really weird version of the mermaid. I'm just scale. like, geez, like, like that was like it ended like it was a big moment. Like, oh my gosh, how crazy is this? And I'm like, are you fucking? <laughs> I liked it. This is the note you end the first episode on. Like, I'm supposed to be hooked. It's like the Prestige. <laughs> it's like the Prestige. Uh, I really liked this, but the story is like a one sentence story. Demon helps find guy. It's not very well animated. Uh, I I will say the only thing that's interesting about it is they do a lot of, um, I think this is a budget saving thing mostly, but they, they do a lot of, uh, like panels. It does a lot of like motion comic panel stuff where, you know, it'll be a black screen and then he'll talk and he'll get a panel on the right side and then she'll reply and it'll kind of like bleed over into a new panel for her. And then they start to make his panel bigger (laughs) when he replies. And it's a lot of like manga stuff, but you don't see that a lot in live in the animation. 24 did that a lot. But I I actually like seeing manga panel stuff. uh, You know, I like seeing that transposed across mediums. So I, I actually thought that was maybe the coolest thing about it. I, I don't know. I wasn't paying as much attention to, I guess the art direction on that one. I just thought it was a fun, dark, weird show. Uh, Grappler Baki is coming out in, I think a month. Let me see. 14 days. Uh, is More this the one where they Baki. fight the caveman? Yeah, they name him Pickle because he has a big wiener. <laughs> I'm not making that up. Uh. <laughs> I was going to say, that I'm looking at two series. Uh, there's one that's called The Gene of AI, I think it is. Yeah, that's out. And I, oh, God, I'm getting tired. Hmm. Uh, that one is out now. I did not watch it. I don't know if I'm going to, but it is on Crunchyroll now. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. Uh, I think Helk comes out tonight. Oh, yeah. I've heard a lot about Helk. Same. Yeah. I keep mixing that one up with the Red Robin, Red Riding Hood manga that just got canceled. And I have to keep reminding myself that Helk is popular. <laughs> and is still running and has an anime and it's not the like red riding hood crimson whatever that just got canceled and yeah yeah so that's oh man i don't know why i'm so sleepy i just took a nap (laughs) uh but that is uh that's everything i am trying to think if there's anything else that i've been watching or reading but i think we covered it all yeah but uh, if we do an episode soon i'm gonna i want to watch ayaka gene of ai and then the uh help uh help oh yeah i mean we can do i don't have a job <laughs> so uh i was doing some occasional work on pretty little liars for a while but that has dried up and i think they're almost done shooting oh wow was it true that the liars were pretty and little they are uh they're little-ish i think they're in high school i'm not sure uh 
But uh, yeah, it's it's a slow time, and the Screen Actors Guild is possibly going to go on strike too. And if they do, it'll be a real short strike. I hope so because uh, they need to get this shit figured out. And I mean, you can't make stuff if two of the three guilds are, are striking. Yes. <laughs> It's such a mess. They need to work out the AI stuff. I've been my my opinion on AI has changed a lot. Uh because now that they're actually trying to create some kind of useful like union restrictions, the pushback from the producers has been so wild to me. They don't even want to discuss it. Mm-hmm. And that is why the writers are on strike and why the actors may go on strike. I thought that they would like come to some kind of agreement uh but they like we don't you just gotta trust us it's like why would we because they're already starting to use it in tv shows i didn't think it was going to happen that quick they're the marvel show with samuel jackson that just came out yeah that awful intro that looks like they used ai to make the intro of that and uh that's pretty messed up so yeah uh yeah that's that's all i got i don't i don't know if there's anything else that either of you wanted to talk about but i think that's I a podcast a, yeah i feel like that's a pod. But if noel wants to talk about something else well nah i feel like this is a pod yeah it's probably not two hours but that's how long we've been recording definitely if the song would play that would be really nice riverside is such a shitty app <laughs> there we go I, you know this whole time I've still been paying for it $15 a month uh, that's the Gonzo.moe anime show podcast uh, if you want to give me money so I can buy groceries that would be cool <laughs> you can Venmo me I don't know uh, if, if you're going to be at Oda- send you groceries that's also true you know they do say that if you just give them money, they're going to buy drugs. But <laughs> that's what I was going to do, too. So. I once had a had a homeless person win me over that way. They didn't say this, but I think some guy, he just like got right to the point. He's like, can I have $5 so I can buy a booze? It's like, you know what? Yes. <laughs> Here you go, man. Because, like, you know, I was going to do it, too. Except I'm over a year sober now. There we go. Anyway, uh, don't drink and uh, start a band and watch anime. Watch in the dark. (laughs) Are we not supposed to do all the stuff that you just listed? Or is that stuff we're supposed to do? Yeah, watch in the dark right up against the screen. Don't watch in the well-lit room. Uh, I meant watch in the dark, the show on Netflix. (laughs) with the blind protagonist (laughs) we'll see you next time everybody I love you my first few attempts failed so I'm changing my approach gonna get more creative nothing set in stone although I'm pretty sure these scorpions are going in Steve's butt They're rare butthole-eating scorpions, and they cost me 2,000 bucks each. But then I'm not very good with money, am I, Haley?